we're gonna start with some ASMR. ASMR treatment. Okay. Um, very nice. Today, on NPR, we're going to be reviewing Gangs of New York, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Daniel Day-Lewis and Cameron Diaz. We're back with Hollywood's basement. What, what, what? Hollywood's basement. Bo, 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 bo. What, what? We back. What is up? I am Sophie, and, and I, I, I am not Vince, <laughs> and I am not Sophie. What's going on? Oh no! What is going on, everybody? I just had a Jersey Mike sandwich. It was pretty bomb. I can't lie. Ooh. You know what? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to counter you with that. I personally. The reason I do not like Jersey Mike's is A, because they don't have mozzarella to put, because that's my favorite cheese okay, to put a on a sandwich. Move, that's whatever. not a pussy move. I do get provolone. If also, I'm mozzarella getting... is not the best cheese to put on a sandwich. I totally it's, disagree. No, with I just that. said it's my favorite. It's not the best. It's my favorite. I know it's not a popular that's choice. Not... I would argue provolone is is probably the best choice. But yeah, provolone. I also enjoy Kobe Jack. Kobe I love Jack is the Kobe Jack cheese. I, that's good shit. Hundred percent. Those are the top three for me. Mozzarella is my first, just because I I'm a sucker for it. However, they also do not have. I I like. I just don't like their honey mustard that much, and I'm a big honey mustard guy. Oh, I don't get honey mustard on my sandwiches. And mustard, but also when I go to Jersey Mike's, I don't get mustard on my sandwich. And they will not toast your sandwich. I love hot sandwiches. They will not toast it. I hate hot sandwiches. Obviously, there's two different people on this planet, which is why I probably love Jersey Mike's. Anyways, listeners, (laughs) this is why we have the podcast. But we watched Gangs of New York this week, uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Hugh Jackman. Did you say Hugh Jackman? Cameron Diaz. I just said Hugh Jackman. Oh my God, that's that's my recap. (gasps) Anyways. Spoilers. (laughs) sorry guys that's just what was on my brain i've had a long day i made so many cookies anyways so many cookies have been made for the little chirin so many cookies chirin shall we start child all right with our ratings yeah let's get let's get right into it should we start with mine what do you got got here yeah i want to hear it um so this was my first time seeing this movie just to start off and Sophie, this was your your bag choice. This was my pick. You put this in the bag. This is a pick in mine. So, with that being said, I gave this movie a five out of ten. Oh, a five whoa. out of ten. How you how you feel about that, Sophie? Well, damn. I mean, it's fair. Totally fair. This is a movie for a type of person, and we are both not those types of people. Agreed. Agreed. It's also we the. Are not, I I can't speak for you but i am not a scorsese fan no. at all is that how you say his name yes a scorsese um, scorsese i think it uh, for the record my dog just ate a fly <laughs> yummy a little snack he caught it was very impressive a little Anyways, snack um, for the good boy yeah i'm not a fan of his movies i really so here's here's a perspective on that okay i saw this movie probably two other times before watching it yesterday okay, okay. and 
The first time was in my first film class that I took in high school, sophomore year. Ew. And I remember Mr. Gervais, shout out. You were a weird guy, but you taught me about movies, so I respect that. That's your second um, shout out for him. He's a yeah, popular guy. Yeah. What a, what a guy, you know? Anyways, so um, so I watched it and I thought it was it was pretty solid. I didn't really pay much attention to it in the time, but also we watched it over about five class periods because they were only an hour long. <laughs> and this is a three-hour so movie. I, this is a three-hour movie. So, like, I was trying to dive. Like, I think that's probably why I enjoyed it the first time because I didn't have to sit through the entire, entirety of it in one sitting. Um, and the second time I watched it, I watched it with my dad because I was like, hey, like, there's this film. I thought I think you'd really like it. He enjoyed it. Um, he's also a dude. Um, and a slight film bro, if you will. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I just, can I say one thing? Sorry to interrupt. I'm, you I'm, always interrupt. I'm Go scrolling ahead. through the trivia. And would you know that the original cut of this movie ran one hour longer? Oh, it was an hour longer? Yeah. So this would have been what the hell three hours and 45 <laughs> minutes. I honestly, I couldn't have told you. Probably what more like stupid brothel scenes, honestly. <laughs> Anyways, so I I had a perception of this film early on that I was like, yeah, it's a pretty good movie, you know? And I haven't watched it since being a film student. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And I'm giving it a and solid 6 out of 10. Solid 6 out of 10. I think it's a very well-made movie, if you will. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very boring. <laughs> it is, first of all, probably an hour too long. Mm, yeah maybe an hour yeah. and a half too long <laughs> and you know what i like um, i honestly got a little confused with some parts of the story just because i like literally zoned out so i looked up the like the wikipedia summary and on paper the plot really isn't that bad like it's a pretty straightforward it's no, no, it's plot not. well where it gets interesting is like the fight between is it is it a fight of religion or is it a fight of politics? Which is well, interesting. also, is it a fight of um, is it like a fight of class, Dang. of class, class like you know? the immigrants versus the it's, natives, literally? It's you a know? lot. There's a lot that they're fighting for, and especially the end of the film becomes very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get into before we do any of that. Let's do a spoiler-free summary. Spoiler-free summary. Would you like to spoil-free summary us? Yeah, I'll do. I'll do my best because it's kind of hard not to spoil it. Um, I'll say I'm um, not going to overview. Two sentences. Go. Two sentences. So Leonardo DiCaprio. So there's two gangs at war. Obviously, gangs of New York. And this takes place in the 19th century, mid 19th century. Uh, as a boy, Leonardo DiCaprio witnesses his father getting murdered uh, by a rival Murked. gang leader. And this gang leader, um, played by Daniel Day-Lewis, goes on to continue ruling the streets uh, while Leonardo DiCaprio basically grows up. His name's Amsterdam. He grows up in an orphanage. And finally, he returns to the streets and it follows his journey, uh, both seeking for revenge, obviously, and working his way up the social ladder all amongst the social uh, influence, shall I say, and the social atmosphere of both New York City and the Civil War. So all the politics behind that um, gets ve- everything gets very intertwined, uh, and he meets some interesting people along the way. Both people who you know were there when he was a kid, when his father died, and were part of that gang before it got dissolved, and also some new, some new people. So. Uh, all right well 
Uh, spoilers ahead, you guys. But before we get into our categories, let me just say one thing that bothered me this entire movie mm-hmm. was that all the kids from the beginning seemed to age, but all the adults stayed exactly yes. the same age. Yes, thank you. Age. <laughs> but, like, okay, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, just... boy to man. And then, then we got Daniel like, Day-Lewis. He goes from years. man to to, to man he's not even like slightly man, like, weathered man he's just man no, he's exactly the same it's so funny. Like, apparently being the leader of the like, so much time has passed. apparently being like the leader of the top gang in new york also means you get youth serum <laughs> you get to stay young forever yeah bitch. well you own all the witches and stuff so you know um <clears throat> i thought that was a really funny I, yeah i also just before we dive in would like to comment on the costuming because i think it was a chef's kiss i think that was actually yeah thing in this film that really kept it going for me i was really excited to see what each character was going to be wearing mm-hmm. and i really liked when leonardo dicaprio started dressing in red like um daniel yeah like daniel day mm-hmm. oh like, in like, like the top uh, hat the plaid pants and, yeah, yeah, yeah like top hat and stuff i thought that was really i cool. like that as well um, i do think i think the production design and the costuming is very well done i will give yeah. like i um one of the trivias is that apparently george lucas walked on the set one day was like oh yeah all of this could be done with uh computers now and i'm just like bitch like this shit's beautiful like a lot of people put a lot of time and and uh you know work into this and i think it's i think it's really well done honestly the best some of the best just a couple seen. Of cgi moments that oh, really nice. oh, but let's start out with our recast well our we, we gave our we gave our rankings right did you give your ranking yeah we already yeah, what was your ranking it was, six. it was a six. Oh, okay 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 you gave it a five. Yeah, yeah. You were there. Trust I me. I was there. <laughs> you were there. Um, okay. But Hollywood's Basement recast. Let's get pew, into pew, this. Recasting call. Um, um, oh, Curry. Let's oh, Curry. start with, um, we'll start with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get let's right into who that. Can, who can replace our great Leo? Um, mm-hmm. You can start. Go ahead, Vince. Him you know, I think these, these two guys, uh, just to preface, they're pretty similar um and they did star amongst each other in a film and my choice is Don- johnny depp oh you know Mr. Depp. and you know oh 100 i also got a lot of um oh my god why is the i almost said Ezra- edward scissor hands but no i'm thinking of oh my god the demon barbara fleet street i am hmm? what is the the barber who kills people jesus christ oh um sweeney, sweeney todd. todd yes right? johnny yeah. like johnny depp is i got big sweeney todd vibes from this movie what's funny <laughs> is that i got big pirates of the caribbean <gasps> you know what vibes from this movie you know i think which is really funny but johnny depp in that role like okay he really kills he kills it as you know jack sparrow but i don't think like i think oh, he 100%. totally could have been he could have done what leo does here 100 percent um what about you what did you who did you pick um so all of my uh characters that i or all my actors that i recast kind of match each other okay um so i chose zach efron to replace leo Um, and i want zach efron from he's too pretty boy he's too pretty boy i want him as an adult but so is leo leo is 100 percent. yeah but i think leo can pull off like the long hair the 2000s leo that we have 100% 100% yeah but he can is a pretty boy. he can pull off the this, long hair yeah. and the the whole swag 
I don't think I don't think he needed to have long hair though. You know what I mean? Like I mean, it was an um, album, but I think that Zac Efron could have been a little Irish immigrant who was fighting against. Zac Efron doesn't look um, Irish. He's like light brown. Uh, who... I don't see it. Leo has light brown. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't see it. Um, but I think one hundred percent that he could have possibly he could have done it. Um, mm. maybe not as good. I am in a perfect world though. Leo keeps this role for me. Yeah. Um, in a perfect world, I don't recast him. See, you know, I don't, um, I don't think this is Leo's best role. I don't think this is Leo's best role either. And you know, I even, um, I even texted you this. I don't think Leo's best roles are under Martin Scorsese, except for Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, at all. I, I think I don't even think Wolf Wolf of Wall Street is his best. I think it's um, but close think to his best. It's pretty, it's pretty up there. I think honestly, his best comes with What's Eating Gilbert Grape because mm-hmm. he plays a kid with either autism or down syndrome and it's not down he's syndrome. so young and it's so good he is very accurate but let's talk about leonardo DiCaprio really quick mm-hmm. i wrote down some stuff yeah, yeah, yeah um so his lineup for for this mm-hmm. was um so before this his his movies before this the beach which i find to be a very underrated leonardo dicaprio film i'm not seeing it and not a lot of people have seen <clears throat> um i think it's super good it's an interesting movie to say the least um he goes to like this deserted island because he's in search of like i don't know just like the exotic and he like befriends this like group of people that live on this island and they all live like in solitude and stuff it's very interesting um and then same year as um gangs of new york he had catch me if you can oh that's a great movie which is a great movie it's which, also a bit too long but actually no i don't really think good movie. i don't think that movie's too long but i will is that spielberg by the way catch me if you can or no that's i think so yeah it's, it's tom hanks is in it yeah um as the guy who's trying to catch leo but i enjoy i enjoy him in that role because he play, has to play so many different people but you know actually this um it was spielberg by the way this mo- oh <laughs> speaking of christmas movies Guess what the release date of Catch Me If You Can was? Huh. Christmas, oh, Christmas 2002. <laughs> um, Christmas 2002. But what's interesting is that I think... Oh, this probably came up. I think time-wise, I think uh, Leo had filmed this before because in reading the trivia for this, yeah. um, it said that they filmed a lot of this over the course of like a couple years. Um, and even then, it had to be delayed because of 9-11 like the release yeah, had to be, I was be talk delayed. About the skyline that we see at the end. Yeah, I actually the the Twin Towers. like. I got chills when I saw the. We can talk about the ending when we get there. Like um, it was almost like. Oh my god! It was almost like ugh, I don't even know the word to use. It was just it gave me chills. It was creepy. Um, so yeah, catch me if you can. Right before this, mm-hmm. same year, two thousand two, and then immediately after this movie, Gangs of New York, he had. 2004 the aviator and then 2006 the departed oh the departed oh my god the departed after this and it takes off it does go further he does do a lot of other great great movies right after this i think he's really good in revolutionary road which came out in 2008 Mm -hmm. um which is a very it's a very leonardo dicaprio uh role if you will and then obviously a little later we have gatsby and wolf of wall street in the <laughs> 2010s um so who did you i don't let's know if oh wait go ahead so i was just gonna say who would wh- let's get into cameron diaz and her character who did you <laughs> who'd you recast for her 
literally any actress could have played this role. Yeah. It was nothing special it really... at all. But I do have a preference on who I'd like to see in this Ooh. role, and I think it would have been a great power move who? for all of cinema, and I think Kate Winslet would have mm. been an mm-hmm. amazing person to put in this role, only because of her work already done with Leo. Um, their second movie was um, Revolutionary Road, which they did together, which I... I don't know. They just play this couple so well. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. in, in Revolutionary Road, they are a couple. That's, well, wait, it's, isn't it's a she like also story. isn't she also in Titanic? Yeah. Along yeah, yeah. Leo, like alongside Leo. Yeah. How is that not the yeah, example I, you went for? <laughs> no, because everybody knows that she's that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm oh, basing everyone this knows off that. of their because everyone knows that they were alongside right. each other in titanic and their second and i said their second film was revolutionary road i think that making um this movie gangs of new york their second would have been an amazing thing to do because Hmm. they just play this angry couple so well do you actually do you want to hear what other actresses were up for the role of jenny oh i would love to hear i would love to hear this so it was christina applegate oh maybe um kate beckinsale i don't know who that is I don't know who that is. Kirsten Dunst. Oh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wait, that would have been fun. Right? Um, Eliza Dushku. Don't know who that is. I don't know who that Heather is. Heather Graham, Bryce Dallas Howard, Alyssa Milano. Interesting. Bryce Dallas Howard is an awkward human being, so I don't think she would have been that good I to keep going. I need to see her face. Oh, <laughs> that would have been really Ron interesting. Ron Howard's daughter. Um, Alyssa Milano. Our our favorite, our gal, Natalie Portman. <laughs> Not, no, Natalie. I'm sorry, but she's too famous yeah, no. for this role. She could have done it, but she like no. Been, she could have done it, but it wasn't too. It wasn't a big enough role, and yeah. Anyways, uh, Christina Ricci, okay. and our gal also Winona Ryder. Absolutely not too old. Yeah, no. <laughs> she would have been like, like kind of like a milf to Leonardo DiCaprio by that point, you know. No, that's I don't want to think about. Um, that. and then <laughs> Mena Savari. I. No, I don't know. That. She's in American Beauty and American Pie. Oh, just kidding! I do know her. Yeah. I don't know that was her name. Also, I can't help but think that um, Harvey Weinstein worked on this. And that just gives the whole movie a really bad sort of image yeah. for me. It's, yeah, it sucks to find out that movies yeah. were made by them. So sad. many of them. Wait until we get to Shakespeare in Love, because that's going to be an interesting conversation. Oh, really? <laughs> that's in the bag, that's people. A, that's, a mi- that's Harvey Weinstein's Oscar, mister. <laughs> wow, it oh didn't. Oh, my God. Huh. It didn't win any Academy Awards this movie who i feel like it should have at least snagged the costume mm-hmm. that's a great or like I think the costume production design really yeah but it was yeah, the only nominee design. that didn't win anything huh mm-hmm. <laughs> wait imagine going to the oscars and being you the win only nothing movie to not win one award yeah oh <laughs> wait who's who cleaned it up at the oscars in 2002 <gasps> wait you know uh Johnny, you know Johnny, his friend, the Irish guy. Uh-huh. Guess who was yeah. considered for playing him? Who? Toby Maguire. 
I want I that's oh, my I recast. Toby Maguire so much. That's my I recast. Love Toby Maguire so much. That's my recast. <laughs> you guys, Toby Maguire can have my children. Let's uh Anyways. let's let's just take a quick little like, you know, in between character choosing break. Did you hear about the new Spider-Man, the thing that's happening with Spider-Man? All three of them. Mm-hmm. Right? All three of them. That, that's that that's exciting. Yeah. We don't have to put this in the podcast, that's but I just chaotic. That is going to be No, I I'm so excited chaotic. for it. And I don't even like superhero things i'm i actually do really enjoy spider-man though that's like yeah. i haven't seen the new ones but i love the toby i love i love toby Maguire. i <laughs> love too. him so much i love, I love the old spider-man but i really hope oh okay so let's get um on to uh billy the butcher bill the butcher ah. who would you recast for him <clears throat> our big big um, baddie i said it earlier I said it earlier, but um, oh, no. Hugh Jackman alongside, if I put Zach <clears throat> Efron as Leo and Hugh Jackman okay. as Mr. Daniel Day-Lewis, I think that'd be really awesome. I also really think um, Hugh could take on this role personally. I, de- I think he uh, has that rough look to mm-hmm. him. That would probably be really, really good, really set for this role. So that's my pick, okay. Mr. Hugh. Um, my, my pick, actually, because, you know, Scorsese uh robert de niro i think would have been a really good because oh. you know i feel like he has See, the here's... big like like i'm a fuck you up kind of mentality like he I could have about, that i thought about guys like this i did um I but you know i i get i think it could have worked it's a different approach than it is a different approach it would have changed it would have changed who that yeah because is. i think daniel day lewis is sort of a not like the Joker, but he's almost like a chaotic, kind of like classy, like manipulative, like really cunning villain. And I really, I kind of like that. Like, I, I definitely enjoy that vibe for him. And I think, I think a lot of what makes a movie good is not only a good protagonist, but a good antagonist. You know, mm-hmm. like you want our, you want our, you don't want our villain to be like lame because you don't want the hero to be able to like conquer him easily. Like you want to make sure it seems like it's a challenge for the for the protagonist to go up against them, you know? So that, I think... I'm sorry, but what was this movie nominated for at the 2002 Oscars? Oh, wait, it came out in 2002. That means we're looking at... 2000, 2003. I'm, I'm dumb. 2003. I was like, oh, Moulin Rouge is in this one, but they're not <laughs> actually in this one. Yeah. Also, um, side note, I think it's very interesting that after watching The Boys, um, I'm wondering if that character's name billy butcher was based on this bill the butcher who's also based on a real person um Mm -hmm. so i thought that was really interesting to think about Um, for a second did you recast john c Riley, the constable or the barber dude these were the only three i uh recast but if you have somebody toss them out there i thought you know i think will ferrell and john c Riley are kind of interchangeable and i love them both so much (laughs) so i think you could have thrown in will ferrell for a nice a nice non-comedic role if you will i think he could have pulled it off Um, but apparently daniel day lewis and and john john c Riley, they both they like set their kids up on play dates while on set (laughs) and that's just so cute we love to see it um If it matters at all, the winner for uh, Best Picture at the 2003 Oscars mm-hmm. was Chicago. Okay. Um, I think that Adrian won, right? Brody. Chicago won, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Adrian Brody took the best actor role for The Pianist, which is a phenomenal that movie. That is a good movie. I think Adrian Brody is a great, great actor. De- deserving, um, deserving. Other nominees in that category next to Daniel Day-Lewis was Jack Nich- Nicholson for about, about, sh- I can't say that. About what? Anyways, about Schmid, I can't say it. <laughs> Hold on. S-C-H-M-I-D-T. Schmidt? Schmidt. It's just you know Schmidt. What I mean. Like you don't have to say the D. It's just Schmidt. My tongue doesn't. My tongue doesn't really. It's do just that. Schmidt. S. No, think of it as S H M I T. Quiet American. <laughs> you're just gonna. You're just and gonna. Nicholas Cage for adaptation. Nick Why Cage. Why was Nicholas Cage nominated? Um, oh my god. Meryl Streep was also nominated for best supporting. Oh, actor in a. Um, Selma. Oh, Selma no, Hayek. For the hours took. Took her Oscar here. That's pretty cool. And Miss Renee Zellweger was also. Miss Renee Zellweger. I enjoy Miss Renee. Oh, oh! You didn't say Lord of the Rings also came out. Bruh. Animated film. Spirited Away won this year. I love to see that. My big fat Greek wedding was also under oh, best original I screenplay. Oh, I wanted to see who won costuming. Is there or like? Makeup, visual effects, Lord of the Rings, sound, oh, sound editing. Best art direction was Chicago. Oh, gotcha. I, you know, I kind of see that because, and you know, I have to, I have to give, um, all, Chicago also won best costume design, but um, I have to say that I think that this movie, I, you know, I honestly don't think that this movie really like i have to give it some credit because this is not my favorite time period in like history to like watch movies and you know consume media about like it's probably my least favorite era uh to be completely fair my least favorite era but i keep going i'll I'll go no yeah it's just it's just not my favorite like i'm not super interested in it so i don't really care that much if i see something like coming out so I like I give it credit for the people who are maybe interested in this like Civil War era kind of stuff from like the eighteen hundreds in New York, but um next category uh in and out scenes I believe in and out scenes I'll go first okay, with yeah. an in scene hit me with them in scenes um possibly one of my favorite scenes um in this whole movie but there is a scene where. I don't even know what sets this up because I don't remember, but where Leonardo DiCaprio fights the other bald Irish man who works for the butcher, you know? Mm, Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 and he yeah. just absolutely destroys That's him. That's a good one. It's a good scene, and I think it sets it sets up the tone, you know? Mm-hmm. It really establishes what um, what's happening in the whole movie, per se, and the vibe of the whole thing. I and do I, think there's also a it scene... do make a vibe. There's also a scene where uh, later on in the film, it, it could also be an end scene for me, if you will, mm-hmm. but they're in that, um, I don't even know what it is, but they're in like that factory thing that's all gutted out and they have like multiple tiers and there's somebody singing a song, which we should talk about the music because that's a very interesting music thing. Music is pretty good. There's someone singing a song and it keeps going, it, it's on like a loop and they're singing it and there's like just... There's people like getting ready to watch a dog eat rats and they're betting yeah. on like how many rats. So in that scene, <laughs> that was a cute dog. But in that scene, um, that was also kind of an in scene. It was show. It was like it, it was um 
ratty, if you will. Mm-hmm. Very grudgy, and I, I liked I like to see it. It's it gritty. It set it set up uh, the film. So those are my two end scenes. Nothing really much there because honestly, there's not very much that sucked me into this movie. But yeah, Vince, what do you got for an end scene? See, I, I'll I'll say that I didn't really have a great deal of in scenes um a lot of them were kind of just average but yeah i wouldn't say nothing really sucked me yeah i think those two scenes i mentioned i enjoyed i think the most in for me was um where they go to see the play about abraham lincoln and it oh that was so funny yeah no that was really funny and they start throwing like cabbages and tomatoes and stuff um and obviously the the spoiler yeah Leonardo DiCaprio jumps in, tries to jump in front of a bullet for him. Um, yeah, and I loved the moment. Fails. Yeah, he did really bad. He said, get down, Mr. Really President, bad. and failed epically. <laughs> um, epically. But I don't think that's really the part that got me. It's more like the aftermath where he's like, oh, my God, like, what have I done? Do I actually have an allegiance mm-hmm. to this guy now? Like, have I actually... Yeah. Have I actually developed an attachment, like a relationship to him? And I think that was pretty powerful which a realization time yeah i think it's like you've gone too far undercover you've gone you've gone uh mm-hmm. oh my god what's the guy from point break <laughs> what's his no, name i know what you're talking about <laughs> oh my god hold on i ha- i'm googling this just so i can make the joke <laughs> Baby, you've gone johnny utah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you've gone johnny utah on me <laughs> he's gone in too deep um Oh god. Um, Shall we move on to the outs? <laughs> Indeed we <laughs> shall. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal with this film is that it's not really a scene that sent me out because there's nope. nothing that really sucked me in. But <coughs> there are Rip. things in the film that just really made me laugh when I wasn't supposed to or really distracted me. Um, let's start with Shall I work backwards? Mine are kind of written backwards. Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. The final song we built this city by you two. Did not have to be there. We built this city. I laughed when it started playing, and it was a very touching moment. <laughs> you know, to see what's happening, and then you two's "We built this city" just popped on, and I was like, "That's that's not good." Um, another one. Once again, working backwards in the fight scene, final fight scene. Spoilers, guys. Where Leonardo DiCaprio absolutely stabs the butcher, and he springs the knife out. And you just have this literal squirt of blood that's so unrealistic. And it just gets all, all over Leo. And he's like, Ugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? He stabs. And it, it like, sprays. Like, it was it goes, on a hose, you guys. And it's very noticeable that it was on a hose. Very it Quentin Tarantino. Very Quentin Tarantino it, yeah, excessive. Yeah, it was super, super cheesy. Mm-hmm. And it looks so dumb. And I was like, that was so bad. Um, 80s horror films did it better. But the- <laughs> Okay, and there's more. Hang on. Um, let's talk about the CGI elephant. Oh yes, that's my out scene. That's my out scene. <laughs> the CGI, CGI elephant. elephant. So bad. In itself. The whole movie. Like, the whole people... movie. The, the set is just beautiful, and it's like, wow, that's real. That's real. Actually, side note. Yeah, uh, you know when Cameron Diaz holds the knife to his neck and he like kind of walks yeah. into it. That blood yeah. was actually digital. Oh. Which was very that was that's very good digital effects that looks that really, looks good. really it real looks really good. but then this elephant when i tell you it's this okay elephant. this was so early this cgi elephant. i'm telling you like i know i took like i took some computer programming classes and we had to do like animations like as part of like the programming element 
And when I like, obviously, you know, a normal person walks, they kind of bob because obviously they're taking steps. This elephant's like main body, it was just like statically moving where the it legs were so just moving. It, like it didn't look like yeah. it had any weight. It looked like it was kind of just like it was float so walking. It looked like a dream sequence. <laughs> But this is also keep in mind 2002. post I I gauge I gauge my CGI off of Star Wars Episode One, which was one of the I wrote a paper on this, and I know that it was one of the big advancements in CGI that we've ever had. It was, and Jar Jar Binks um, is actually that's what that movie's. Yeah, no superior is, character. Like it's such a bad character, but like really good CGI for the time. Really good CGI. Everything in that exactly. movie was really good CGI so, for the time. Like amazing. I gauge my CG and. It's interesting because I noticed in um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. which obviously goes from the 90s through the early 2000s, the CGI and like their makeup and mm-hmm. things that they had to do in the in the show got so much better after 1999. Yeah, I think and I think it's they easy, it's gave to the world. It's exactly so. This is post episode one, and it could have been so much better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's post the CGI Titanic, which is so funny. Um, it is. Which that's honestly, it's for it coming out in 1990, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't look terrible. It looks bad, but it's not terrible. It's better than this elephant. I'm sorry. Yeah, this elephant is really Anyways, bad. You like honestly, another... if you're listening, go wa- like go watch it for yourself. It's really. Yeah, it's really, really bad. bad. I still have more out scenes. Um, oh, this is more of a scene, actually. Not not much of an element, but it's more of a scene. Um, when Cameron Diaz, after Leonardo DiCaprio just got like his sh- the shit beaten out of him by the butcher, and he got burned on his cheek, and he's kind of out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole scene where Cameron Diaz is talking about going to San Francisco mm-hmm. is it's it. I think it's something with the audio that because she sounds <laughs> so like distant. And I know we were trying to be in Leonardo DiCaprio's shoes at that point, but the audio was so distracting and it was so bad. I don't know what was going on there, but I thought it was such a funny scene. And I, <laughs> she was so like dreamy. <laughs> um, oh and God. one last thing, one last element, the opening scene, which is a phenomenal fight scene. The one thing that distracted me so much was the fact that they were not fighting on snow, but they were fighting on beach sand yeah you can't tell me that that was snow it was fully wet beach it, sand it was. and it that's what it looked like it really did. i'm sorry it was just it, it was, was bad beach sand. maybe that's why i didn't win production um, design yeah that was that like that could have been so much better mm-hmm. they could have just made snow it's not that hard to make snow <laughs> no it's really not um that's what sent me out of the movie mm-hmm. vince what do you got um no that was me the elephant scene i pretty much i i really you know i can't really say a lot of it was just out i think just most of it was just out i think you know what else was none of it brought brought us yeah none of it really brought me in not that it wasn't i don't know i think also maybe the the scene where cameron diaz picks him to dance and they're dancing together and it's very awkward I just, I like, I, I think they're both it. great, you know, at their job. They just didn't compliment each other. I don't think they have good chemistry. Well. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they have they good, really like, obviously they're good well. enough actors that they could pull it off, but they don't have enough natural chemistry, you know? Yeah. Like, it, like if you put Kate Winslet in this role. Yeah. I think, I think they could have pulled it off better. a bit better. They could have pulled it off for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So we're, we're, we're good on that. 
Um, <laughs> let's talk about. Um, let's take a little talk about some analysis. Let's let's analyze. Oh, we're gonna analyze. Are we gonna? Um, or do we just wanna? Play roulette. Let's play roulette. Let's play, play, let's roulette. play genre, genre roulette. Yeah. Okay. Genre okay. roulette. Really quick. We'll okay. do a quick little genre roulette. Okay. We're running on time here. Um, well, for for the one. ending. For the ending. Um, for the ending. Let's, let's, let's and then we'll, little... we'll analyze the scene or two. Let's and take a little, talk little to you guys about Christmas. All right. Yeah. We're gonna. We'll but fill wanna... you in on what we're gonna do. Okay. So are we ready to spin? Yeah. Let's genre roulette this. Oh, I like hearing the little like. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. Uh, actually, this might be. We'll let this. I love the claps. We'll let this die down a little bit. Woo. Okay. Uh, comedy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, Will Ferrell has to be in this movie. Yeah, then. I think Will Ferrell should be the main guy then. Yeah, if we're making this into a comedy. Honestly, though, it border. I can't lie. It borderlines comedy because some of the fighting is very cheesy. The fighting is very cheesy. It's not very well choreographed. It, it's, it's for me what it looked like. I don't. Know, we haven't talked about the fighting yet, but really quick for me, what it looked like, it reminded me of West Side Story. How it's like almost dancing. It's like borderline dancing. Yeah, it's borderline dancing, but it's also fighting. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if it was fully dancing, like what if it? Oh my god! What if instead of fighting, they did dance battles? In our comedy. And I think they should make it like modern music. Like, we built this modern city. <laughs> Why was that in the end? We oh built my this god. City um, yeah. Dance battles instead of gang fights. Whoa. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's. What if um, this movie was made that. in 2020? Because all the racism that is in it would not be in it. No, I think it would be in it because I think it's part, of, think the, so? part of the theme of the film, if you will. Okay, Michael, there was a split second of blackface in there, though. So oh, I don't think they would have Yeah, they know that. that okay, part. well, they would have <laughs> cut that out. I honestly didn't see it. That was be so bad. I'm you really didn't bad see it. It was during the. It was actors in the Abraham Lincoln play. They were <gasps> two of them were blackfaced. It was really bad. It was very obvious. Oh boy. Um. Besides that, we're gonna take the racism out for the comedy. I think. Yeah, let's let's do that. I'll... Dancing instead of gang fighting, <laughs> and they're fighting over. They're battling, if you will, over um, a bar. A bar. That they want to that they you know want to claim as theirs. I think yeah, I think it should be two different like groups of dads that want to yeah, take like, control of a dads. bar <laughs> instead of gangs, and we still call it gangs of New York because it's funny because like yeah, we're well, the we gang still, of yeah, dads. Yeah, we still call it gangs of New York, and it's just a downtown. <laughs> oh my god, can we make them all Italian? Like one group of dads is Italian, and the other is very diverse. And for the for the sake of for the sake of natives versus uh, immigrants. Immigrants. keep that theme and then it's <laughs> then we'll just do a you know a bunch of uh like we could have you know, like you know how community does the it it plays i think community does a great job of you know they have the old guy so he can make like the mm-hmm. racist jokes and then the other characters can call him out on it like i think can call him out, i think yeah. there should be a character on like the on the it's natives just who's just awful. ridiculously racist <laughs> and then like Obviously, like you know, I think the joke should be like, "Whoa, like, dude, that's that's too far." Okay, like we're <laughs> we're kind of civil here, man. All right, like that's oh that's God. a little too far. Like I think even yeah, even would that would be funny. Into a comedy, I think. And you said, "Oh no!" Because you said, "Oh no!" You thought this was gonna be. <laughs> no, weird. I had to. I had the gears to go. Th- I I I needed the gears to keep moving in the brain. <laughs> I think it could work, and then I think I think it could. 
instead of murder. Actually, no, it could just be murder. And then they have like they have some hijinks trying to hide the body in like the Hudson or something, hmm. you know? Oh, I agree. Or like a swamp in New Jersey because there's a bunch of those. I'm convinced that the swamp near my house is where the mafia hides their bodies because it's huge. Oh, there's respect. no police. Does it smell weird? Does it smell weird? Yeah. It's a swamp. It smells like mud and doo-doo. Like ass and titties. Not so much titties, but yes, like ass. Ass, ass, titties, titties, ass. And titties. There were a lot of titties in ass this movie. I wish titties. we could get ass. like a count. Oh my god, wait. Let's talk about that really, really quick. Um, <laughs> let's talk about titties. So yes, here's, I'm, I'm, I'm enthralled. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, this is nothing like an early 2000s film. And then boom, titties. the titty scene. Boom. For no boom. apparent reason. Every single early 2000s. <laughs> Every single early 2000s film has the infamous unneeded titty scene that's so sexist and so dumb. Hold on, let me look up. I'm just Googling early 2000s movies, and I will let you know if I find one. It's a trope. It's a trope, Um, excuse me, Chicken Run does not have any titties in it. (laughs) Chicken Run is such a scary film. There's a movie called... um... (laughs) Whoa, we need to stop. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Chicken Run is such a scary film. It is a scary film. Are you kidding me? Have you seen... Uh, I'm trying to think what other movies have unneeded um, there's a movie. There's a movie out there called Trick or Treat. It's a horror yeah, film. Yeah, unneeded. Unneeded um, boobs. Well, most of them are horror films. Does Moulin Rouge one? have boobs? Uh, split second. Very split second. I wouldn't say so it's that a it follows slip, the trope more to like... a big extent, but it does... It does. It there. The trope is in there because half the time their titties are on the verge of falling out uh, of what they're wearing. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, Ocean's Eleven doesn't have them, and that's two thousand one. Lord of the Rings I, probably has boobs, doesn't it? Is that? Yeah, no, it does. Um, it's like my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, I love my big fat. I don't Greek think wedding. that is boobs. But what I mean by this trope that's oddly noticeable mm-hmm. a lot in horror, probably because I watch a lot of horror, it is, a lot is of horror. that there. In this in this scene where we get the infamous boobs, they're wearing clothes, the but their boobs are just out. Like yeah, no, they're like you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. just so unneeded. It's so unneeded for their tits to just be out there. There's one waitress, and I swear to God, it's like I I can I know exactly what you're talking about. She's wearing like you know one of those corset thingies. However, yeah, but like they're just hanging out yeah they're just and it's like just, i mean respect for free the nip but like put on a well i feel like I even guess. back I then <laughs> i feel like even back then they would have at least been like all right they're either fully out or they're like you know keeping them keeping them holstered you know exactly <laughs> but like we didn't need them to be out in this scene at all no there was already so much sex happening around like the main aspect like, of this we scene. get the idea yeah, and you know what? Got, I will. I will contrast this to a scene from a modern, uh, yeah, from Breaking Bad. Similar scene, you know, drug cartel. They have. They're like, bring in the ladies. You know, bring them around. We're gonna party, mm-hmm. and I. They do that scene perfectly well, without any titties. And you know what the key is, Sophie? You know what the key yeah. to this is, and it is. Uh, I will. I will argue this to no end. The key is booty, because booty, mm-hmm. booty need not sem- censorship, but the people do love booty and i think as um, as you have as the early 2000s movies have excessive boobage the the movies because there is a new movement towards the, the booty movement i will call it um there will be more movies showcasing booty i mean i just thought of another example 
Um, mm-hmm. Megan Fox in Transformers. Her role is useless, other than overly sexualized. No boobies, though. Over, overly <clears throat> sexualized. We don't see her boobs, which is totally fine. But she's already overly sexualized to a great extent. That's bothersome. Her role is useless. She doesn't need mm-hmm. to be in that movie <laughs> at all. Absolutely. But um, because Shia LaBeouf is an angsty teen with a nice car, mm-hmm. we need a sexy lady with it. Yeah. Um, early two thousands could do better with the women, but that's okay. Yeah. I, I'll, it's a conversation for another day. For another day. Um, I mean, we've analyzed a lot of this film already. I don't yeah, know I should. think let's should we just let's talk about the ending and then we'll move on anyway. to the film bag. To the film. Um, are we doing a film bag? Are we pulling out a film bag? Are we going to talk about Christmas? Let's let's talk about. Oh, let's do both, and then we'll talk about. Then we'll open. The okay, movie. the ending first, though. Ending first. Um, I appreciate that they bury the butcher next to the priest. 100 mm-hmm, like percent because they're of e- they were of equality i thought the respect the two men had for each other was very refreshing very poetic it wasn't like they were just yeah it wasn't like they were just very angry at each other they, they had a lot of respect for each other mm-hmm. um and then we get the developing skyline which is amazing yeah. it's oh. also and it just ends with it's it's possibly the best part of the whole movie yeah <laughs> it ends with um, the the twin towers there and it's just oh my god yeah, and this is obviously post 9-11 yeah. that it came out. It was delayed um, because of 9-11. It was delayed because of 9-11. But what I, – I forget what Leonardo DiCaprio is narrating during this portion, but mm-hmm. I do recall it being very eye-opening, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it also – they show all of that after they're burying a shit ton of bodies under the city, which yeah. makes you think. <laughs> what is going on? You know? Is that real? Um, it probably is at, at some – Exactly. Well, but like, some form. just think about it. Like, think about Little Building, for example. Mm-hmm. Michael and I go to school in, in Boston, and Little Building is a new building that was apparently built over a graveyard. What was what was below so, that, like, man? It's a, just imagine underneath all of our cities how Shit's many haunted. people there are. You know? That's insane. Shit's definitely haunted, That's absolutely bro. crazy. <laughs> Yo, that's but crazy, bro. The skyline bro. was beautiful. The skyline was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was super cool to see that developing. It reminded me of going up into the um, world, the World One Trade, whatever it's called, the World Trade Center. It's a World Trade Center. One world, one world. I think is what it's Freedom called, Tower. Like the that. Freedom Tower. That um, <laughs> going up. I don't know if you've ever been in that, Michael, but going up the elevator, it's like all of a TV screen. Mm-hmm. And as you go up, um, you emerge from underground. And as you keep going higher, it shows um, the city build around you as you go up the elevator. Oh, you know, I actually, um, I've only been, really cool experience. I've only done the Empire State Building in New York. I usually, when I go in, I don't, I haven't done the uh, Freedom Tower yet, but I really want that to. That was definitely worth it. You should go up there at night. It's really beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's a good um, idea. I've only personally been <clears> up during the day. My whole family has been up during the nighttime to, though, to see it. I have to admit, um, I, it's really cool. I really just want. I want to do a, I want a sleepless in Seattle situation where I meet someone on top of the Empire State Building. Like that's so adorable. Mm-hmm. I want that. Mm-hmm. That's that's the I hopeless hope that romantic in me. <laughs> I hope that ha- it's okay. I want I want to meet a pilot so that he can take me flying in his crop duster, but I don't think that will ever happen. In his crop duster. I, I you know my fear of flying would never let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go flying with a pilot oh. who has a crop duster. Where he learned to fly with his crop duster. Mm. 
Good luck. <laughs> I wish you good luck. All right. <clears throat> All um, right. Let's move on. We'll talk about the holiday episode. Let's talk about the holiday episode, you guys. So, Moving away from Gangs of New York. Turns, a, turns out we're not going to pick this. a movie for next week, um, but we will be picking a movie yeah. next week for the week after. Because next week mm-hmm. is Christmas. It's Christmas. Yay, it's Christmas. Um, so we have a special episode planned for all of our viewers. And um, happy Hanukkah to everyone else. Or oh, yes, just happy course. holidays in general. Right we love all the holidays. Um, we do. We do love all the holidays. It's a great time it's of year. Like Since you guys are happy. all sitting at home anyways, listen to our Christmas podcast. Put yeah. it on. It'll be, it'll be family friendly, if you will. We're going to be talking about... Yeah. A lot of different Christmas movies, uh, controversial, not controversial, well, um, like controversial movies, if it's, you will. Yeah, just debatable as to whether or not they are Christmas if movies. If they're Christmas or not. Um, we'll do a couple fun things. We're just going to talk about Christmas yeah, movies in general. Those. We're not going to really do one movie. Um, we know a lot of you have probably, if you're listening to our podcast, you probably like movies and you've seen a bunch of Christmas movies. Um, I will make... As, as we have. Sophie's going to make me watch some of her favorites and I'll make her watch some of my, maybe not favorites, but just really funny shitty just, christmas movies that like everyone should see yeah. i.e home alone 4 um <laughs> so, i've seen home alone 4 many years ago oh, i don't know how I feel you should watch it again home alone 3 though you guys you know what as your assignment for pre- preparation for next uh as, w- next as episode go watch home alone we, 3 <laughs> yeah scarlett johansson is in it for all you yeah all you for, film bros as a, as a freaking 13 year old <laughs> She's like, which is so funny like this is it's like so one of funny. her first movies it's so funny yeah um underrated christmas film i will 100 sure. percent argue that to the nail it is underrated <laughs> um but anyways you guys i'm sophie that's vince over all the way in new jersey mm-hmm. um goodbye i'm san gonna diego. go do <laughs> san diego go san diego i think san diego san, san diegans if you will um, anyways, this has been an episode of Hollywood's Basement. Um, see you guys next week. Boop, boop. Bye-bye. Happy holidays, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. bye. bye.